You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Creators in Saigon podcast. I'm Dana and I'm here with Tuesi and Nico today. So it's been a while since we've done a team episode. I think the last one we did was January or December maybe, where we did kind of a yearly review. So we just wanted to come back together and give you guys a little update about what's been going on behind the scenes with the podcast and as well as a little bit behind the scenes, what's going on in our personal lives and our businesses. So it's all exciting stuff. Welcome, yeah. guys. How are you doing today? Very good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's the weekend. We can relax. So. Yeah. So the first exciting thing is we are recording from The Hive in Taodian District 2. Yeah. So we are beginning to partner up with The Hive to record some of our episodes here and a lot more exciting things are coming with the hive we got brand new equipment so i'm sure you guys have noticed hopefully you've noticed an (laughs) increase in the sound quality (laughs) that we are bringing no more recording with one small lapel mic in between the three of us (laughs) i think that's the big change like we we started like we we, we were experimenting a lot of things and now we are more making like now that we have the rhythm of recording every week and and inviting more and more people to the show then we start to ha- like to bring more efforts into it yeah and it goes by like new equipments new place to record yeah. and uh, hopefully even more coming out of this in the future yes. yeah i see it like before we were kind of putting one foot in and now we're like jumping in with yeah. two feet skin in the game yeah yeah i think there like before we used to eventually like just prepare the episode a little bit and then do it and now it's more like the whole like every day at least we text each other and and there is some things going on so i think creators in saigon at least for me it has been a big change is like taking a lot more space mm-hmm. in my day to day and i'm mm-hmm. thinking about it more and more mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and we've been having really great guests these past few months if you guys have been hopefully listening to the episodes we have so many different kinds of profiles it's been really great to just get to know like so many different kinds of people Mm. living here with different backgrounds and experiences does any episode in these past few months really stick out for you guys which was your favorite I will say all of them. <laughs> yes. Um, we love all our children equally. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode that resonated the most with me. Oh my I, uh, God. I have a hard time saying. I think Mark yesterday really resonated with me because he's a global citizen like me. <laughs> uh, and there was so much more that I wanted to unravel in, in, in his past. But it was good to have, to have so many different uh, sides of him. 
it's it's in re recent memories again. Tony was uh, was good because it uh, it allowed it allowed me to reflect on the level of toxicity that I was bringing into people's life into my own. Mm -hmm. It's funny. One of my uh, ex actually contacted me. He's like, I didn't notice this about you and the things that you're saying. And I'm like, I guess I was good at hiding or like you know you put up a front and you don't, it. You, you're kind of faking it. There is actually the, one of the very first episodes that I've led now with Crystal. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Crystal. Shout out to Crystal. <laughs> she talked about resentment mm -hmm. from things that happened in her childhood. And it's just like, <laughs> and I feel like it's only now. And it's what, like we interviewed her probably like seven, six, six months ago now, I would say. It's December or January. Mm -hmm. And it's only now that I reflect on that word. And it's like, you know how she, like, you know, you plant the seed in someone's head. She definitely planted that seed where I go like, oh, resentment. I've never looked at that word. Mm. Because you were using hatred before. I was using hatred. And, and, and you know, like, it's like, it's like when you try to do your work, your inner work, self-care, you have this hole that you're trying to understand. And hatred was almost there. It was hitting that spot. And I was like, mm. oh, yeah, because it's that boiling sensation that it was unspoken. And I was like, I could work on it. And I worked on with that word for the past couple of years. And I was really proud of talking about hatred and stuff mm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then she talked about resentment. It was like, beep. <laughs> you know, it's like the right fit right away. And I'm like, oh, and then... I guess like, you know, my whole body was still like not accepting it. And now, now, only now, I think the past month, month and a half, I'm really like, you know, meditating about it and, mm -hmm. and working on that word. And then I started six phase meditation again. And one of the, pa the passages goes like, in forgiveness, he goes like, think about the rage, the resentment and the regrets that you have in those moments. And I'm like, oh, those three R's. Mm, mm. Yes. Hit mm. me hard. <laughs> and I'm like, rage, that's a better uh. word again than hatred. And I'm like, you know, and it's all those words that define negative spectrum of emotions. Yeah. Like. That's it for me. Um, so that's what I'm uh, resonated. What about you, Nico? What about me? I think what I, what I liked about all these past episodes is the the rhythm in the interview we are we are we are bringing because, and I think it's Amelie who said it is like we used to introduce ourselves by saying you know what we do in life like as a business, but. We are obviously just more than that. And now that I'm actually doing the live book, I'm like, wow, there is like 12 things we should focus on. I'm like, yeah. wow. <laughs> it's really, it's really interesting. And so we, we tackle down different angles and, and problems. And we interview people, I think, differently on that. And for example, I remember Lynn episode, the blogger runner who came on the show for, she's from Vietnam. Like she, she literally like, explained us how to learn a language, for example, or brought so many value like that, just because we, I think we, we have more time to, to dig into those things. And even also Jaina, Jaina's episode, mm -hmm. like, I think this is the one that resonates the yeah. most with me because she literally had the same things happening to her at some point. And, and shout out to Yana. Yeah, yeah. shout out. And yeah. uh, hello. It's not Jaina. He just Frenched her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Yana. Yana. It's Yana. Sorry. <laughs> Let me be French about it. Jana. <laughs> shout out to yeah. Yana. No, we, like, honestly, she was explaining things that happened to her and, and how she overcome those challenges. It was really interesting. Uh, can you tell more about that life book that you're doing? I think people would be interested to know. So, so this life book basically is Vishen Lakiani. He's the owner of Mind Valley, which is like market themselves as a different way of, you know, bringing education. And I like that because what we are taught in school is 
obviously the basis that you know everybody should have about common knowledge or history and, and mathematics and everything but we don't explore those areas of personal development mm -hmm. self-growth work-life balance like the mm -hmm. things we actually talk about in the podcast so i'm not unfamiliar with those things but obviously doing those yearly reviews that we do doing all this work like inner work and everything it led me to some understanding that you know like i had understand some things on the surface but i needed to dig deeper into certain areas mm -hmm. and then comes this program about doing your life book on 12 categories on life Yeah. And it talks about finance, it talks about career, of course, but it talks about relationship, emotional intelligence, like your emotional um, mm. aspect, your character, your vision for life, and all these things that yeah. I think when you are an entrepreneur, it's essential. So um, it's a six-week program that you do. You can do it for free. They literally say that like it costs $500 deep deposit. Mm -hmm. So it's a accountability deposit, yeah, right. Yeah. So you don't have to, but you have to finish all the program. Yeah. So it's it's pushing you basically, and I, I like this mentality as well because I'm a competitor somehow. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I love that. that like, yeah, I'm okay. gonna finish this, yeah, and yeah. and and I think it's a good approach for anything you do in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm happy to update you in the next team review it's gonna be fun soon mm. it's uh, so Vishen Lakhiani is, uh, he wrote a book called The Court of the Extraordinary The Court of Extra Extraordinary I know Extraordinary I, uh, me and Nico have read it you haven't read it yet no but so the life book is, has been made by someone else I think Vishen calls it the 12 areas of balance the life book. book is made by uh, John Butcher and yeah. Missy Butcher yeah yeah and actually he, the funny part is like he joined their program a long time ago I mean mm. that's the story they say uh, a long time ago like 20 years ago probably yeah. and they were doing it already Then they were not actually ready at this time to share it to the world. And I think Vishen just, you know, offered them the yeah. the audience and the platform because his platform is about education. Yeah. And so this yeah. is teaching people basically how to, you know, have a life vision mm -hmm. and how to bring not just hard work in your life, but also all the rest. Yeah. And how not to affect the rest. That's very interesting to concept. It is like, it's not because you're going to have a, a high focus on your career that you should leave your health on the yeah. side mm -hmm. and you should affect your health. So that resonates a lot with me and I think with a lot of people because yeah. sometimes they're like, oh no, I'm focused on my career. I don't have time for relationships. But uh, yeah. no, it's, you know, it's I, it's all together. It's a, it's I, I review, uh, now I review my life book or my 12 areas of balance bi-monthly because you have to give a score at the beginning. But I, I found it really interesting too where, mm. you know, you have a few questions and you can score your your life on those categories mm. and then like it's it's good that people don't just think about money and career mm. as the the only factor of success yeah. or happiness and you know there is adventure in it too there is actually you know, self-development as you said yeah very interesting thing i mm. I'm, i'm curious to see in six weeks how transform you're gonna yeah, be yeah, no, or more more clarity I'm, i think i'm really happy because yeah. you also tackle down questions that are essential it's like you assess your beliefs about a certain thing so what do you believe mm -hmm. is a good relationship yeah, yeah those yeah. kind of things or what do you believe affects your career results yeah, you know like it yeah, can yeah. be any type of questions about beliefs and then you express you write down what you want for that mm -hmm. like in the next five years or ten years yeah uh, and your wife is doing it too right yeah so we are doing it together i'm not gonna push her you know because she's going to do it as the reason she wants to do it But I think it's interesting to bring it as a couple because in these areas, there is like relationship, there is parenting. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
it's two people who are into this. So I really want to, even if she doesn't do it or she do it half or, you know, she give up or something, mm -hmm. we are still going to need to talk about this. And just the fact that I do it and I have a vision for that, that's going to help the conversation to go into yeah. a direct direction mm -hmm. instead of, you know, let's just do kid and figure it out after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the, the significator of success before. It was like, I get married, that's it, done. Like, you yeah. know, it's like we talk right. about we this all the time. We are at this stage at the moment. It's actually. like, I have a good career, I have money in the bank mm. and I have a wife or a husband, mm -hmm. that's it now. Yeah. And then the next step is kids. And, yeah. But like, it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you feel excited about you know like yeah. discovering new things and like you know there's all those areas that are mm -hmm. so important yeah so, like so the, important. like having goals for your marriage and visions for your marriage mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. be like yeah part of the process yeah yeah so we were still talking about the episodes sorry yes. anything yeah. anything that you want to reflect on some of the episodes what about you dana i'm just like looking back on them just reminiscing <laughs> they're all so wonderful but i guess I think the ones that left more of an emotional impact on me was definitely with Anne. Yes. The yeah. Mental Shout health. Out to Anne. Shout out to yeah. Anne. Hello. We mental never health, met, body no. image. Um, it just, her story just really deeply touched me. Mm. And it was so timely too, because there was a whole discussion about body image going on in the Fexpats group and people on two different sides of. It, just that culture in Vietnam of commenting on people's weight or just, you know, using the word fat to your mm, face. Like, yeah. is that okay? Is it not okay? Is it even our place to comment on? Is it okay or not okay if we are not part of that culture? Mm. So it was just a really, I don't know, good exercise for the mind <laughs> to start thinking about these things. I just appreciated that she shared that and she got so much positive feedback on that episode yes and i i think tony's as well had kind of an emotional impact mm -hmm. both from his story and just i guess appreciating the effort that he put in to see who he was in yeah. the past and make those steps to change mm -hmm. uh and then also like drama around <laughs> when, <laughs> when i posted about it in the fex fads group yeah not gonna get too much into it but some people had some things to say in the comments yeah. and it was a growth moment for me because whenever I post something about the podcast even if the comments have nothing to do with me right like they're commenting on sure, him yeah. but it's like the podcast I feel is like an extension of me yeah, yeah, yeah. so when I choose a guest or when I like put something out there it's still putting myself mm -hmm. out there so to get any like positive or negative criticism it's like oh like yeah, 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 hurts yeah. me a little bit so it was a moment to be like wait why am I hurting over these people that I don't even know and who mm. clearly didn't even listen to the episode yeah. and are taking things out of context there there's could and be I, like yeah. va validity in the things that they're saying but I think that's the biggest learning curve for everybody that is creating content yeah mine is to to answer to critic and, yeah. and to take it like you know as as always type of positive feedback and i understand like you've like, that week you you had a you had a rough week where like obviously <sighs> you had to take it personally a little bit mm -hmm. 
but like you know i and as we were talking about this because me and nico don't have access to the fexpat group so we didn't know what was really happening i was we would respect the sanctity like of it would tell me to go anywhere i would be like you know it, <laughs> who do I need to? as dana was telling us what was happening like you know we for me it was a good time to reflect on who we are and how we choose our guests to all respect to tony again for being so open what i want to say in a nutshell is we're inviting people that we feel are creating positive changes around them or in their own personal life. And that's what we are as creators in Saigon. Mm -hmm. And that's what Tony was making us feel at the end of the day. And we're not yeah. judging his personality. We're not judging his past. And because mm. if we go down the path of judging others past, then I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm literally the first one. I have so much shit on me and so many things that I've done that I'm not proud of mm -hmm. that i felt guilt before about and now that i want to feel more responsible and i'm taking responsibility over those things and that's the only way to change mm. you know and positive change at the end of the day so we're not here to judge our guests we're not here to judge the critics that we have at the end of the day mm -hmm. uh, it's hard not to take it personally so good job dana <laughs> on that note i i wanted to say too uh, when you were talking about Anne, i can't believe i didn't give her a shout out actually when i was listening to her episode I was like, oh shit, because I keep on confronting her with that word hatred. And at the end of the episode, after I listened to it, I was like, resentment would have resonated so much more in that discussion than hatred. Mm -hmm. And it's me catching me back as, as a host and as an interviewer where, you know, sometimes I'm so focused on my own understanding of things that I... Yeah. resentment would have been a better word again shout out to you and for being so open about this. You, you are pointing something that is one of the feeling I had also is like it's 45 minutes or one hour and then it's on and it's forever and then yeah. a day after or even an hour after you're like oh, i forgot to talk about this or yeah. to yeah. ask her about or him to about that and i think it's it's a good reminder of be like today we are having this conversation we record it and in an hour we can actually change our mind or mm -hmm. we can actually you know have something else to say about this yeah so It's just in the process of, you know, putting something out yeah. and in the next conversation, then, you this know, is, there are going to be other things happening. And this is, I feel also tying up to the plan that we have next with creators in Saigon once COVID is over. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Vietnam, COVID is not over. Like we're having a little bit of an outbreak, so we can't really gather. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we message to the universe. We really want to, you know, further the conversation with all of our guests. I don't think any one of us here did not have that feeling at the end of an interview where we're like, oh, I really wish to continue this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to know the actual guest in different ways. Stay tuned for some maybe yeah. creators in Saigon events or anything like this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Having some kind of meetup. Meet, up, meet yeah. and greet with guests and audience. I think we wanted to talk about the value that we've been getting yeah. uh, from the podcast, not like in a monetary way, mm -hmm. but I'm sure we've all been taking away learnings i feel like we are into a project that is like integrated like you said like it's an extension of yourself i think it's it's becoming something that is is part of our own rhythm mm -hmm. in, a, in a week and actually in the last weeks we we had some some difficulties to record or there has been some things happen like episode cancel and everything like at least recording And so it's like if the week is, you know, missing something or uh, it's, I don't it's know true. where I'm going to, but <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, getting, like, we're getting into this habits. Going, this Good is going habits. great. We're, we're like, getting into habits. It's becoming something that we actually want to put a lot of time and energy into it uh, yeah. because we start, it, it start to become something that we, it's yeah. part of it. I don't know if you have the same feeling, but for me, it's, 
it has brought back in uh, confidence in myself because my whole process of personal branding is so sensitive right now that creators in Saigon allowed me to stabilize my confidence or my self-doubts because when we started working together in September, the intuition was like, I should be part of Creators in Saigon. My intuition was like, I think Creators in Saigon is going to grow, but it wasn't sure. And then I don't know what happened. I think, well, I think the equipment unlocked a little bit of that and us really having that quarter review where we were like, okay, let's put that money down. Mm. Let's get some equipment and let's have some skin in the yeah. game. And suddenly just to see the, the, the impact that it got really increased my confidence when it was like, uh, you know, it was like, listen to your intuition, direct result from it. It's a very positive growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, probably next year we'll be renting office in Landmark and <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Putting putting that out into the universe. Maybe we're gonna be recording from our Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been it's been a joyful ride. I, yeah. I have to say it's been a very joyful ride where I needed a space to express myself that was non-attached to money, mm-hmm. non-attached to all those things that were stressing me out, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for this. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly grateful. I think last week we had a team meeting to talk about all the different changes with people we might be partnering with and like where we want to see this podcast go and things like that. And coming out of that meeting, I was actually feeling kind of overwhelmed with <laughs> like, oh my gosh, am I going to be putting on so much more onto my plate when I already have too much mm. going on? Mm. But I intuitively knew, I think I need to just sit down with myself and come back to like reconnect with why I started this podcast in the first place, why we're doing this in the first place. And once I just sat down and wrote out Mm. all my thoughts, Mm. I just did a brain dump of like, why am I doing this? What's in it for me? What's in it for everyone else? And where do I see it going? What's my vision? It just became so much clearer. And it also brought Mm. back that motivation and Mm. confidence. Because I think before I was kind of almost in a mechanical, like just going through the motion Mm. of like, Cause we've been so consistent every week uh-huh. of just like putting it on every single week. And we had the system down yeah, yeah, yeah. where I wasn't really consciously even thinking about it yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then when we were putting on more stuff, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, shaking up my routine <laughs> and like yeah. adding on more things. Yeah. Like how am I going to manage that? And then, uh, now we have a whole kind of, vision and and mm. board and notion yeah. with projects and i think it'll be a lot more clear moving forward so yeah it's, dana's brain brain dumps are incredible they're so <laughs> constructed and structured my brain brain dumps is like three words and battling each other and be like life what is the meaning <laughs> dana she made like two notion database she connected them together and then she put some emojis and everything in it that's her brain dump. was like yeah yeah i was half asleep and i'm like what is this are you on adderall <laughs> i honestly felt like it man it was that that full moon a few yeah. days ago and it was yeah. like a special kind of moon you were in and the flow. I was like, yeah, I'm just in my ovulation cycle. <laughs> Shout out to cycle syncing. <laughs> yes. Shout out to myself. <laughs> yeah. Good, a good segue. I, I wanna, I wanna be able to talk more about what we're doing also as, as people, mm-hmm. as separate entity, because I don't think we give enough spotlight to what Dana is doing. Mm. Uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, Dana, what are you doing? Sure. So for 
this month I launched a small group program for a few women here. So I had been doing monthly workshops about cycle syncing, menstrual health, women's health, and I have a email newsletter. So after I put together the materials of the program, I pretty much just announced it to the people on my newsletter. I didn't even try to like, you know, do any major marketing thing because I wanted it to just be people that are already kind of in my circle and already familiar with what I'm doing. And that worked really well, like pretty much immediately, like four people signed up and a fifth person came through a Facebook group thread talking about this kind of topic. And yeah, it's been really good. Like everyone is, so the program, uh, we, I made some materials that help explain gut health, liver health, because all of these things are connected to your menstrual health. Mm. And then the main like part of the program is that everyone also gets a notion uh, template to track mm. your symptoms. If you're, you know, having bloating or heavy bleeding or like whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then tracking what you're eating every day, tracking like a lot of other things so that at the end of the week, you can look back at all that data and be like, oh, interesting. You know, when my boobs are sore in the morning every for me like if I eat cheese the day before or if I have too much soy then like that's a symptom that comes up for me and I've noticed that after mm. six months of tracking mm -hmm. or you know another girl she was really struggling with acne for two years and she's tried so many different things mm -hmm. and finally noticed gluten and dairy wow. once she took that out of her diet her skin cleared up Mm -hmm. And another girl, she had been having irregular periods. Like she didn't know when it would come. It would just come kind of randomly or not at all. And we did a pranayama session with Crystal. So shout out to shout Crystal out. again. <laughs> and that girl got her period like that yeah. day. Wow. So it just shows kind of the power of relaxation too. And, yeah. and she had also been uh, putting in more effort to eat more vegetables, get more fiber wow. in her diet. So it's really cool to see just these changes happening within, it's only been three weeks, Wow! like three weeks yeah. of tracking what you're doing and setting intentions. So every week at the beginning of the week, everyone says like, what are their goals for the week? What are they working on? And then at the end of the week, you check in to mm -hmm. say like, oh, I, I didn't do so well on that or I did really well on that. So I think for pretty much all the girls, it's the first time that they did something like that, having that tracking system. Yeah. And it's just been really powerful. Mm. So that's been fun. Even just like noticing when you feel something and it's actually, you know that you have it regularly, but you don't even track it. And mm -hmm. then once you mm -hmm. have this so sort of sheets to come back to it yeah. then you can actually see oh it's actually every time before this right. moment or we think it's so random yeah. we think all these no. things oh my god like my boobs are so sore this is so random like what's happening and then once you're tracking it oh actually it's not random it's because yeah. i had cheese and that's yeah. like what that mm. does to me so yeah you yeah because when you track you're back on track <laughs> <laughs> just made that up yeah, you, you um <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. You, you track the the present, yes. so you organize the past, and you can plan the future. Ooh, 
that was better. I accept that. Yes, it's better than what you just said. But <laughs> it's actually what Notion is somehow. Okay, fine. All about <laughs> no, because once you go track, you never go track. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? Yeah, that was better. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was just like, come up with something better to it. <laughs> no, you're right. No, tracking is very important. Habit tracking mm. is, is super, super important. I. Again, I'm a huge supporter of Dana's work. She's doing the God's work. <laughs> but I really, I'm a big supporter of her work because, you know, we're, I, I, as men, because we're, we're the men yeah, in the yeah, team. Yeah, we are following and, that. You know, and, and I, I kind of feel weird sometimes because we're, we're two men in the team now and, and we, we don't give that spotlight to mm. like the work that you're doing for the, the mm. female community. And I, I don't feel like I'm a, the best voice to talk about it, but... As a, you know, in my personal experience, what Dana has brought into my life or to my relationship is this, you know, this new perspective where I'm like, hey, this, it makes so much sense to to look at my girlfriend's cycle mm-hmm. as the natural cycle of our relationship. To integrate it. Then like to be against it and be like, yeah, oh, it's happening. Or, or even like just every ignoring month. it. <laughs> yeah. Just or in- just or just putting it on her. Like, you know, that's your responsibility. Yeah, it's yeah. your body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happening. Like, you know, I'm like. I was, again, a professional at saying before to my other partners that were like, you know, it happens every month. You know, you're going to have a bad mood. Why just switch it off? Like, you know, you know, if you know, you can change it. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, it's wasty. It doesn't happen like this. And yeah. So it's good and to I have, think you know, part of something I would want to do, too, in the future is helping guys like yes. how to help your girl in that time yeah. i'm waiting I for that I, I feel like you know even like I want to understand out, guys don't need to help their girl they just yeah. need to accept mm-hmm. and support yes. and it's uh, it's good to educate uh, men into yeah. giving the proper support mm-hmm. yeah even for, you know I'm, I'm when i when you just like yeah, throw this and I'm, sh- I'm sure you you should i mean like for me if you do it i'm gonna be very supportive of that because what I'm seeing in the office space, usually, it's the problem is like, it's not integrated. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're like, yeah, men and women should be equal. We hire a certain type of people for specific jobs. And you have always someone can be like, oh, should we hire men or women for that? And it, when we have actually like a team where, you know, like we have women and men working together, there, like these things happen, you know. Mm. Of course, it's always on the backstage because we're not going to, you know, open this in the office space, like on a daily basis, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think if men are more aware of that, then, you know, just it doesn't it's not just like the partner, like the people you are in a relationship mm-hmm. with is also the the entire community you live in. I think mm-hmm. it's, it needs to be more aware of that. Always mm-hmm. go back to compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understanding what's happening in other like, people's life. And, you yeah. Know, like your yeah. your staff is going to have this once in a month or once in a while Mm -hmm. and this is normal and you know we should leave space for that or be aware of that definitely yeah just bringing awareness Mm -hmm. because now when i watch tv shows or like mainstream media like i love how i met your mother or Mm -hmm. modern family and things like that like the way that they present women on their period it's like a big joke you Mm -hmm. know like they are like oh she's hormonal and oh my god you know and or even the way that women themselves talk Mm. about their period in the Mm. show it's like oh this is so horrible like the devil is inside me and all that stuff Mm. so all of it just perpetuates the idea that first of all we as women have no choice but to suffer and that this is just the way it is Mm -hmm. when that's not actually true and also that you know 
it's like mm. out of our control or I don't know, just even, even my sister was saying to me yesterday, like that her husband, shout out to David. <laughs> uh, they're not going to listen to this, <laughs> but that he, every time she gets her period says like, Oh, stop acting so crazy. That's and what I would say before. Yeah, too. It's and like, fuck, too she, she finally said to him, like, you, you have to stop saying that to yeah. me. But she was like, I didn't know. I didn't know why he had to stop. Like I, I couldn't articulate why that's wrong mm -hmm. but it just feels bad and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all the reason you need it's that a choice it, of words that too. it feels bad yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm sure also like men wants to know and they are frustrated they don't know i mean this this is kind of my case like we we have the very basic knowledge of it and of course some of us try to be more uh, understanding some others just like wants to remain in ignorant and just will like put their anger or whatever on it. Mm -hmm. But I think in the end, the more knowledge that we bring into it, the less we'll bring those strong emotions that are not serving any, yeah. any women or any relationship we, you have with women anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it's been so nice to be able to openly talk to you guys about it and mm -hmm. like other guys about it and just have immediate acceptance. Mm -hmm. I haven't yet sensed any like weirdness when yeah. i bring it up with guys surprisingly <laughs> like most people are like oh yeah that's great you know that's yeah. really cool and it feels like when i can talk about it openly it's like all of me is accepted like the whole mm. of me is accepted mm. and there's no part of me that i have to mm. like hide like oh i have my period yeah. you know like mm. have to like whisper about it or something mm. to keep secret yeah. it's just like oh, I have my period <laughs> like, yeah, yeah do you want to talk about what happened to your uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in so yeah, in April finally decided to get my IUD, my hormonal IUD removed. So that was the birth control method I was using and I had it for I think 3 years, so it was probably probably time to yeah. take it out anyway. But it was a horrible actual experience <laughs> physically because yeah. mine I went to some sketchy doctor in quotes <laughs> in New York City. And I think they put it in wrong for sure. And they there's like a string attached to it mm. and they cut the string way too short. And oh. normally the procedure is like a one minute thing, very simple. They just like pull the string and it's out. But with mine, they were like, oh, this is like way up in your uterus and there's mm. no string to pull it out. They were like, this is gonna be really painful. Like you should cancel work later. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. And I think for many women too, just even being in the gynecologist's office is already filled with like trauma and pain and fear. Not <laughs> good things don't happen in there. Yeah. So I'm already like anxious and on edge there. And then they tell me this and I'm just like, oh, this is horrible. But yes, got it out. So it's all fine. And I just felt immediately so much better. And I've even noticed symptoms like bloating i used to have bloating every time i would eat anything and that's pretty much gone now so i feel like that was maybe a side effect of the iud and just like more mental clarity i feel like i was in a fog before and now things are more clear and my period came back like right when it was supposed to it's like yeah. regular and i think i really attribute that to the work I've done in, you know, educating myself about nutrition yeah. and health and exercise and all of that. 
because when I had, I was really nervous to get my first period because I hadn't had my period in probably like five years after having the IUD and birth control. And back then I was in college. My diet consisted of alcohol Mm. and microwave popcorn and pizza and like Uh, you know no sleep the dream life just like terrible (laughs) yeah and so no wonder my periods were absolutely horrible i would Mm -hmm. be on the floor crying in pain and so i was nervous what if i goes back to this what if i talked up this whole cycle syncing thing and then i get my period and it's horrible and like i'm a fraud and (laughs) shit like I told so many people to, <laughs> to take out their IUD yeah, <laughs> and yeah, now yeah. it's horrible. But no, it was my first like symptom free, so easy, yeah. no pain at all, no bloating or irritability or any of that stuff yeah. at all. And I was just, I was kind of in denial or in disbelief. I was like, really? Like <laughs> it really works. I'm, I'm waiting for it to yeah. kick in. Like, mm. oh my gosh, is this real? I mean, so we'll see if, yeah. if that continues. But I, 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 I really want to emphasize again the level of preparation, education, yes. research, trials and errors that you had before this. Yes. So from the moment that you created the intention of removing it to actually removing it, how much? Probably like time? six months. Six yeah. months. Yeah. Like I would never recommend to anyone to just throw your pills down the toilet yeah. right now <laughs> without any preparation or intention behind it definitely then you had a strong a strong game plan too like yeah when you were like, okay i'm gonna take at it. least like three months to yeah. start like getting your body in that rhythm mm-hmm. and eating the right foods because it actually biologically it does take three months yeah. for your body to like readjust to certain changes sure. so yes so then, i think yeah. a lot of women they don't know that and they will just go off right away mm-hmm. and then of course they have all these it's it's right back to the way it was yeah. before they have all this pain and terrible and then that further seeds the belief of For like sure. no i need this pill mm. yeah. so then they go right back on the pill and yeah. it's just this cycle it, wow. it goes back to understanding your body really and like you know you've you've had that preparation where you were like i know my body with the iud and so, like, you know, I will listen to my body and mm-hmm. I will like and I and you were 100 percent sure mm-hmm. like you know, you were feeding it the right thing. You had like, you had done like your blood test and you had mm-hmm. done everything. You know, I, I really want to emphasize that there is a mm-hmm. level of preparation that if you need help, data is here to help. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Thank and, like, you. and I, I highly recommend for you, you know, just go I, talk to yeah. her. <laughs> I, uh, I, I again and I give that advice where I'm a man again and I, I incredible respect to all the women that are going yeah. through this thing and just to have the right education just to talking to you for me as a man already brought so much quality information that I was like oh shit like I didn't know this shit like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so very valuable yeah very good yeah and back to you like bringing notion into my <laughs> life I think with the Cause when I first shout out to Twissy, shout out to Twissy, <laughs> Notion. Because yeah. when I first, you know, when you first start learning about cycle syncing, it sounds like so much work. It sounds like uh, a second job of like, yeah. oh my god, I have to like think about everything I'm eating all the time and like eat things at the right time mm-hmm. and like do certain workouts at the. It just sounds like you know, literally a second job. Yeah. But when you slowly like step by step. You don't have to do all the things all at once. Like you can literally just 
uh, start looking at your vegetables and start there and just start, start mm. swapping and cycling certain vegetables. And then yeah. you can add on the exercise element. Yeah. So step by step and having notion to be tracking these things, it just like gets you into that habit where it's a habit. So you're not consciously, exactly, yeah. it's not a huge conscious effort yeah. every single time. Yeah, step yeah. by step, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, the, the whole tracking, journaling and reflecting on the information makes the improvement exponential, I call it. It's not, it's not you know, gradual. Once you get a hang of it, I'm like, okay, like I, I did this with just drinking water. Mm. Now I'm going to do this with my veggies. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do this with my diet in general and things just move so much faster. And then, mm. You have a level of clarity that is, for me, like I've never had so much clarity in my life where I'm and like, I have a touch base with myself every week. I have, you know, a touch a touch base with myself every day, actually, where I know the things that I want to track. I know the things that I want to improve on. I know the things that I should journal on. Mm-hmm. And it, it just gives you that rhythm that I mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, that, that nice beat, yep. that nice, you know, and it's just like, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's the same for... Uh, plant-based diet which is the other thing I love to talk about Uh and now I'm like more and more vegan not eating animal products and it's the same thing I think people see that lifestyle or that way of living and they're Mm -hmm. like oh my god I could never do that that's so extreme but it's not extreme if you take it step by step and you just do a little bit every single day Mm Yeah. Talking about yeah. the vegan, like shout out to Ziang for that episode. Yeah, I think I think Ziang was was really incredible in the fact that you know she was in the first steps mm-hmm. too. Well, she was a couple of steps away from me. Nico hasn't even started that transition yet, but uh, yeah, he's far. <laughs> 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 Nico is like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, but I'm so. a healthy already. Healthy <laughs> man already. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it was it's good, and I, I wanna I wanna you know like message to the universe. I would like to interview more people that have different type of diet. Mm. I'm not really saying like one is better than the other. Obviously, everybody has to look what's best for them. Exactly. Like, you understand important. your body again, how you feel. Experiment. I, I only say that because I, I keep on feeling my plant-based day these days. <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, maybe it's not good for me. In my head, I'm like, there is the is best it diet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plant-based diet. <laughs> there, is, there is a, be- like everybody should experiment. But mm-hmm. like, because yeah. with the experimentation, you will know mm-hmm. that most likely a more plant-based diet will feel better in the long yeah, run. Also, I think a lot of people picture this like, okay, they see all the things they have to remove mm-hmm. and then it, you feel so empty because it's super, it's, it's big. It's, like, yeah. it's a daunting task. But yeah, there's so much task. to add. But if you yeah. start step by step by, you know, like, okay, maybe and one meal a day or... Yeah. one. So what I do for me, I do two days, two days a week of plant-based but what I realize right now, it's just, again, it's a level of preparation and, and desire to actually structure your life around it or not. Mm-hmm. And in Vietnam, it's actually much easier. I mean, I, I recommend anybody to go to a local market in Vietnam and look at the veggie stall mm-hmm. and look at the meat stall and, and make a choice. You know, <laughs> like when I go to the local market now, I can't even touch the meat. I'm like, ah, yeah. you've been to a local market? You've been to yeah, a local yeah, market. Every Do you buy meat? Things. You buy meat there? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Damn, it's Nico has been here for too long. <laughs> 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 so that meat looks fresh. <laughs> it's I, noon. <laughs> I go with Tam's mom. Like uh, We go buy fish, meat. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing also is like if you consume meat, and especially in Vietnam, what I'm trying to do is to... So first, if you go to the market, you go very, very early. Yeah. So like it doesn't Five have time to be hot because mm-hmm. at... 8 a.m., like even 7 a.m. in Vietnam, is yeah. it's already like 30 degrees. Yeah. So leaving the meat for an hour at 35 degrees, 
in the sun, direct light, it's really bad, right? So at least you go before that time, if you, if yeah. you go. And trying to consume more, like, a variety of things. Because in our Western dishes, somehow, like, we put a big trunk of meat. meat. And then the rest is fries. <laughs> and a piece of salad. And in Vietnam, the food is very different. Like the Tam's mother, for example, when she cook, or even Tam when she cook, or even me when we try to cook. Shout out to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like she's amazing. She cook amazing dishes. And <laughs> I have a full album that I, I'm, maybe I'm going to release, but it's really good dishes. And like it's a variety of different things. And of course, there is meat, but it's like maybe 20% of the, the whole thing True, I'm eating. Yeah. yeah. So... And that's what's, actually what's the definition of plant based. I was just gonna <laughs> say, I was like, that's actually like the plant the idea yeah. behind plant based too is yeah. is that is it's not fully ninety percent of yeah. your what you eat, what's on mm. your plate is yeah. veggies, fruits, grains, yeah. all that, and then just just a little bit. Yeah. I I used to be excited about going to a steakhouse and just having one steak. I haven't had a steak in so long. And now, like, I, I'm not even excited of it. Like it's it's not something. Y'all should watch the Earthling Ed YouTube channel because that will that'll put you off from all of it. Yeah, I've been like pounding it in my brain. But the video at the end of the day is again, and I was saying this is the awareness that you have watching the video is there. Obviously, you see the the shit that is happening. Mm. But again, in the Western culture, when you go to the supermarket, everything is done to re-brainwash you into being like, yeah, it's just yeah, they are working on grass, you know, like. So just watching the video once is not going to beat me going to the supermarket like twice a day yeah, and, and having having this information you have to watch it like every, every day. So I, I also come from a family that was raising their own animals and killing it and eating mm, it. So yeah. like we, we are not consuming a lot of meat. It's basically you raise and these animals are living right. the, the good life and we don't yeah. kill for the habit of killing it or yeah. we don't... Like it was not raising... Like because the, I think if... If you take it on a supermarket level, it's industrial and it's so easy. And actually meat is some, somehow like the, the, the cheapest quality is less expensive than the fruits that you find right. on the fruit stall, right? So it's more tempting to eat that piece of ham that is already cutted and that you just need to put, you know, on your slice of bread. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, cut this mango that costs, you know, a lot of money and, yeah. and is, you know... Just a mango. It's habits again. <laughs> it's habits and, and cultural conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. I still eat sausages. When, like, there was a study three years ago that came out. I was like, sausages is the worst thing for you. And it's like... Yeah. But uh, it's like... Carcinogen. Uh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to hear this and it I'm going to be like... what oh, type of sausage? So like, like, you know? I mean... Because we grew up in the culture... And I, I have this conversation with Ni so many times. We grew up in the culture, even like in Vietnam, or we grew up in general in our mm. world today, our society, where it's like, oh, I like this. It's like you can't have a discussion against that because it's like mm-hmm. it's going to be attacking their identity directly. It's like, mm-hmm. but I, if I decided that I like it this way, I'm going to like it this yeah. way. And yeah. I like sausage and you're not. Which gonna... is so interesting, too, because we know that we can change our habits. Yes. And like liking something mm-hmm. really is just a habit because yeah. the more you eat something, the more it's, you like it. And if yeah. you've never tried something yeah, else, yeah, yeah, yeah. then obviously you you don't like it because you don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but then, and then yeah, it's the hardest choice. But like you know, it's it's that uh, it's tied up to that fear of death. Everybody has been there. Where you go to a restaurant, it's new. You try one of the dish and it's good. Yeah. And then go you back. go back a second time and you're not gonna take anything else but yeah. that dish because like you're so afraid that it's not gonna be a good experience. Like you know, and you're like, yeah. and I have that sure. all the time. So it's like, mm. oh, like you know, I want to switch to plant based. I want to eat more fruits, but I, I yeah. don't want to change. And also, we tend to know. compare like a seasoned 
full meal with you know like a plant-based diet where you put no seasoning it's 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 like the wrong way to approach it i yeah. think also that, yeah. that was the way i was seeing like vegetarian like vegetarian vegan diet yeah, oh, they just like eat raw healthy, veggies, healthy yeah. has no flavor ah. you know and, I, and mm. that was a big problem is like i shouldn't put salt i shouldn't put anything and i ah, should like it was no. like because at that time it was like in my head it was all or nothing you do it right or you don't do it at all mm-hmm. and it's so stupid because it's yeah. like no just start yeah. gradually bro <laughs> like, yeah. just just be kind to yourself and that's yeah. why i think watching these youtube channels with vegan chefs who they just show you what's possible yeah. it's like oh my god yeah. there's such a variety of things mm-hmm. you can do and i mean cultures like there's there's cultures in the world that have been vegetarian vegan for centuries yeah and so of course they've figured out a way to make it taste mm-hmm. really good yeah. so we we don't have to think of it just in terms of like the western way of doing yeah. it but also yeah. incorporating other cultures i think when you go into this type of journey like whatever the challenge is like if it's very very big it looks like a really big mountain like there is step by step to take and preparation before yeah. those steps mm-hmm. to be taken and of course like it starts by talking to to people who've done it or to yeah. people who are doing it and we are lucky to live in a century where we have you know we can connect with those type yeah. of people who are doing it's the true. same things that we do and, and for anything like yeah we're, we're lucky also to live in a world where you can install a life operating system in your life where you can track everything and you can call me and I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, true. We're approaching our our uh, mid-year review and we were talking on the group about this because we're all using a, a life operating system all tailored to our own needs uh, through Notion. Shout out to Notion. <laughs> but have you already noticed how much easier it is to get to our goals? Yeah. Like I'm looking at my goal thing and I have just a system now yeah. that goes every day I'm walking mm-hmm. on myself. Every week I'm working toward my goals and my vision is just there. And exactly. it's just yeah. like... But it's, it's like, a, it's so like professional athletes. Like they yeah. were not born professional athletes. They started, they got passionate about the things. They were doing it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then they add the technology, they add the, the yeah. coach, they add the, the, the diet, they mm-hmm. add like all these additional trainings and the nutrition and everything. And then, you know, like they can tackle bigger goals and break uh, world records and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1%, what is it? Uh, 1% better every day? You're one person mm, better every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, one Shout thing. out to James Clear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Retweet us. <laughs> I think we're going to do this. Like, like all those shout outs. Shout out, yeah. shout outs. Thanks, Mark. Shout out to Mark. Shout out for shout out to people someone. who invented shout And outs. kind yeah. of like you and I were talking about with Brian is how... After Who's Brian? Who's Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brian Toe. Brian Toe. never Toe. listens <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> After you have been doing it for a while and you see the success of like, oh, when I set goals at the beginning of the month, yeah. I accomplish them. That's yeah. just what happens now. After that goes on for a while, you start to realize all the possibilities of what can happen in a short time frame. Mm-hmm. So like a time frame of two years when you're younger and when you don't have these systems in place, that seems like a really long time of like, Oh my God, two years. But now at least for me, two years, it's like I can look back and see how much has happened in two years. And then I'm like, Oh, that's no time at all. And you mentioned a good thing about the goal setting. When we are young, we tend to make big goals and we don't reach them. And we're like, Oh, I'm shitty at goal setting. (laughs) I'm not going to achieve any goal. And then you stop doing it, you know, and then you get dragged onto life and you're like yeah mm-hmm. i'm not good at 
you know, making forecasts and all these yeah. things. And then when you actually do it on a daily basis where you like step by step track things, set up some small goals, uh-huh. you get used to this habit of goal setting and you get better at it. So in the yeah. end, when you are reaching the whole year and you, you know, you have all your goals like that are smashed out and, mm-hmm. and achieved, then you're like, whoa, like, that's so getting, you gain confidence again. And I'm so excited to do our yearly yeah. review. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. And I'm uh, like, literally. I've, I've just recently rewatched my yearly review and I was like, I set these goals. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, no, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I need to modify this. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to modify it. No, it's modify actually, it. You no, can. No, you should. I'm going to modify the goal I'm doing now, but I'm not going to modify the review. As ah, yeah, done, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and I'm of course adjusting it and yes, yes, it's good, good to review like, you should adjust yeah, of yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I wrote like I'm gonna cook at home more just <laughs> 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 <Yes>, bullshit <laughs> girl what were you thinking that was not an intentional goal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were like that's what I should be doing <laughs> yeah, yeah but then every, I think everybody is you know putting those things on the moment and then I think it, that's why it's very important to track and to set up more goals and keep trying at it because we should have a, we should have a whole talk about goal yeah, setting again it's, it's, whole talk about like women's health whole talk about diet so we're gonna wrap it up now we've talked a lot about lots of different topics today mm-hmm. the life book women's health plant-based diets a little bit about systems and habits and tracking all that good stuff we talked about a lot of topics but i think it's because we're all three so excited to talk to each other I think we don't do enough of those episodes. So if you agree with this, dear audience, comment and mm. let us yes. know if you want to hear more of those type of episodes. Yeah. Or if you hate this, yeah. also let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> also, if you hate this, please don't don't be, be, be constructive. Kind. Just be constructive. <laughs> yeah. Be it's constructive. Like, be the hostel, I was yes. saying this with people who give me bad reviews. I'm like, if you have to give me a bad review, just at least be constructive so I can respond constructively. <laughs> yes. That's it. We love our audience. We love our uh, guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wish for more audience and more guests. Yeah. The next team episode is going to be a mid-year review. I think we're going to do it at the end of June, obviously, because the end of June is mid-year. Uh, if you like those type of episodes, send us your questions again. If you want us to talk about certain things or if you want us to invite certain type of guests, don't hesitate to talk with us, to message us, to comment on the podcast yeah. or on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We love to hear from our audience. I don't think we have enough interaction with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's so any yeah. like any like problems you guys are struggling with that yeah, you for sure. don't know how to solve and maybe it would help us to bring on some type of guests exactly. to go deeper on that topic. Yeah. yeah. We love people connecting us to to potential guests. So keep doing that, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Um, you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Creators in Saigon. If you liked this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.